This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provides systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hi, welcome to the Future of Development podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montategi, and today I'm joined by the construction technologist, Dominic Delfino. His group over at Fieldwire are doing some amazing things. Let's welcome Dominic to the show. Dominic, welcome to the show. We're excited about having you live in the studio, right? We don't get to do this often, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, excited. I mean, back, being in person now is uh, a lot different. I mean, we've been going in person to some events as a company in the last six months, um, but nothing like doing a podcast live in person. So, yeah. hey, getting off Zoom. I mean, seeing you right here face-to-face, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is it is a breath of fresh air. Right. <laughs> Trust it's me. kind Trust of me. fun to get to, yeah. to shake, shake hands and actually do that whole piece. So yeah. I, uh, you know, as the world's opening up again and we're getting excited about uh, getting out and meeting each other, this is the time to do it. And, and you know, uh, you've got a great product to talk about. You know, we uh, are noticing that across all the interviews that we're doing, how important and the transition of construction technologies is really growing. And uh, we're, we're, you know, just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and Fieldwire, you guys are really leading the pack with that so uh great to have you on the show yeah no appreciate it and yeah with us i mean yeah i i mean with us we've look at construction technology we've been in the space for about eight years um i've been with the company for five years but just the growth i've seen you know being out on the field side before joining fieldwire and now coming into it five years ago and in the last five years where it's at now it's wild to think that we didn't have this eight years ago when I first was in the industry or just technology as a focus. I think there's always been software that people have looked at and used. And, you know, it's been important to more of the back office operations. But once we start to look at, well, how do we impact people in the field and how do we impact just the process of how we transfer data and track our pro- projects? That's where I'm starting to see a lot of, I would say, even more f- futuristic tech, um, you know, coming into this space. And I know that's um, something you know we talked about in the pre-show was like, hey, well, you guys got acquired by Hilti, and Hilti's doing a lot of cool things on the technology side as well, and we're doing, you know, we're doing what we do with the field side. Um, so I think there's there's a nice blend there that you're starting to see, you know, people moving into that more futuristic state, um, but us just revolutionizing and getting adaptability adaptability from everyone on the construction job site so yeah it's, it's quite the uh, quite the journey we've i've seen in my five years in contact and the five years previously in just construction in general well you know it was always kind of funny that you know when i first started in construction to get people to have a, you know computers were no 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 way uh you know there's like no way you can have a computer on a job site uh, fax machines were the one, right? They try to get people to have a. Fa- I, I remember I would have to put it in their contract. Hey, you've you've got to have you know some you know uh, uh, our, our contractors had to have a fax machine on a job site. I was a project manager at Boston Market and Ryan Sam Bagels, and I would write right in their contract. You have to have you have to have that, and you have to send me Polaroid pictures every week. 
right? And he'd have to, they'd, they'd, they would, they'd take his Polaroids and they'd overnight them to me the next day. And, and that's how I could see the job site. And, and the idea was that it was tough because they were construction people and construction people didn't have it. But, but what's funny about that was they were all going home at night and some of, some of them were, you know, I know our family was, you know, we, we were in the construction, they, they, we had a computer in our living room, right? But it wasn't something you brought on jobs. It was something that was in our living room. And it, it took a minute for us to really start to think about construction and bringing that technology to the job site. It, it, it felt at the time like that was an impossible task. Like it just didn't belong there. I mean, technology to the job site. I mean, think about, I mean, and again, I started back in 2008 in the industry and I would get a flip phone. Remember those? Like, and if you got a color flip phone, that was even more impressive. You're like, oh, and then you take the picture and you're like, yeah, this isn't as good as that five megapixel uh, digital camera that we have. Use that instead. And you're like, okay, well, that, you know, documenting the job site was a thing. You, I mean, I wrote down Polaroids. I hadn't heard that one before, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was impressive. That turnaround time, I wonder what that looked like. Oh, oh, they were great. They were, they were, they were Polaroid <laughs> pictures. And here, I remember my, my, uh, the first time we got them in our office. We got this a case of, you know, maybe it was like 15 of them or 20 of them. And everybody got a Polaroid and you got a stack of these disposable film. And the problem is when you traveled, it couldn't go through the x-ray, right? You really, so you're like, you have to do this oh, whole yeah. explanation of, listen, that's a Polaroid camera and I got to, I got to, I, I don't want to mess up the film. So, and they were always worried about uh, it getting exposed. And I don't know why, why it was going to get exposed. But so then that transition started to happen and, and computers, uh, fax machines became the norm. And then I, I remember uh, we started to say, look, we need a phone line on every job site because we need that fax machine, right? So we need the phone line. And somebody came up with a camera that worked on phone lines. So every seven minutes I could get a picture, right? And it would just like open the phone line and it could send me this picture every seven, seven minutes. And the first job we put them on was a, a job in Manhattan. And um, every single day, the union guys would cut the phone line. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know who you, think, you guys think you are. Your big brother is not watching my job site. And we're like, no, we're trying to communicate to the vendors and the people. And they're like, no, 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 you're watching our job site. You're trying to see what we're doing. And I'm like, no, no, we're really trying to communicate to the team. And it felt a little big brotherish. And and we and every day the, the guy would go fix the phone line and he'd get it back up again. And, you know, and to today, you know, we're seeing that transition. If you look at a job site today, there are multiple uh, communication devices. You know, there's, it's yep. you know, we, we have four, a minimum of four job site cameras on every job. I mean, small or large, we have them inside, outside, because you can't see the job. You can't communicate to the vendors without them. Uh, every every person has a, a cell phone. Every every superintendent has a laptop and an iPad that they walk around and they they, can, they communicate instantly with the architect and the team. And you know that that. Uh, that has become the norm. And as we get smarter and smarter, we're starting to see that we can communicate faster and faster. And I think that's one of the neat things about FieldWire is that you guys have organized it in a way that really makes it easy. It, you know, you guys went bottom up instead of top down. And uh, I think our superintendents can see that a lot easier than the ones where it takes a weekend or two to, to get trained. It, it was FieldWire, it, it kind of felt like they could instantly go into it and knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's it's probably the most impressive thing I've seen with our platform. I came in on, you know, five years ago on the what we call the construction team. So what our job was was to do was to talk to people who, again, 
free download. So you can just find, hey, I need, you know, construction management app. Fieldwire always popped up. People would download it. They'd start using it. And our job was to reach out, you know, once they signed up. You reach out two weeks in, they're like, oh, well, I got all this. I did this. I did this. And you're like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> how, how else can I help you? Like you figured it out on your own. And that's by design. That's the way our co-founders, Eve and Javed, they came from the gaming industry and the world of the gaming. It's like, yeah, start playing. Hey, you're going to figure it out because it's intuitive. And that's where our co-founder, he had a construction background, was really heavy into BIM. And he actually was like, I see BIM everywhere, but I see it in the office. I see it on every project, but I only see it in the office. It's like, well, how's our field team doing? Like, what what do they get? And they still are printing out, like you have a 3D model, which is incredible, it's beautiful. And then you have still (laughs) 2D paper, you know, paper plans going on. You're like, there's a disconnect here. So he went into the gaming industry, learned how to build a really good product, and then came back and said, all right, what does the field team need? And this was the advent of Blackberry's dying, iPhones are going up, Hey, there's a nice screen, the app consistency, you know, all this great stuff happening. And what they did was they built out a nice, easy to use app that tracked tasks and activities on a job site. And then context of, well, where is this at on a plan digitally? So anyone could pull up their phone. iPad started becoming a big deal 2013. You know, it's still, I think, a big deal with the iPads, but a lot of people are just using those smartphones. I think everything's optimized for that. And that's true enablement, right? Like if I'm using this to do text, to send, you know, emails, why can't I use a software that is going to manage my projects doing that? And yeah, we've stayed true to that ethos of field first, field friendly. And then you get more insights as a project manager because you're like, oh, my team's actually using this. It's kind of like back to your Polaroid picture. It's like, yeah, we would take photos, send it out. It's like, Okay, well, if you don't know how to use a camera, how are you supposed to take photos? And that's how we are. It's like, if you don't know how to use the software and you can't use it intuitively, how are you supposed to use it? And that's kind of where we stay stay in the market. And we don't go too far off our base of like, hey, we're going to integrate this next AI slash, you know, whatever tool it is. Um, we're going to stay home on making sure people can get their information in there, whether that's through text message or just messaging and then adding photos and then getting that data in the cloud and making sure it's stored um, on their device. So yeah, it's it, it's been fun seeing, you know, just the adoption of people in the field, people I used to work with, learn from, you know, I get to do that at a scale that I never thought possible being, you know, on the technology side, because I get to talk to people globally um, about using our software. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's what's happening, right? The, you know, because you're easy to adopt, that's what makes them successful. I mean, the, 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 that's the whole, uh, you know, that's why iPhones work so well, right? When you look yeah. at why iPhones were so crazy successful, it was, it did these 10 things really, really well, right? I, I could take a picture, I could make a phone call, I could, I, I, I could get to my music. It had, you know, it had this handful of items that were like one button away from working, where before I carried all these different devices and it made it, you know, that much harder to figure out. And then, and then once you figured that out, then you could venture over to the app store and you could add on the different things that you wanted to, but you, at least you had, you had the basic functionality of it. And I think that's this, that's always the way great, uh, you know, any great rollouts have to be, keep it simple for the rollout. And then as they develop and, and, the, and, the, and you hear what the clients need, then you can really start to create a larger ethos that, that makes it easier. But you know, when you make these 300 pound gorillas that are so expensive, people can't afford them. And the problem is they, they buy them and they can't, 
get into them. And, you know, it's great to have a 300 pound gorilla, but if you're using 50 pounds of it, but you're paying for 300 pounds, it makes the, it makes it upside down and people start to click off and going, hey, look, we just can't afford. That's not really making us productive. It's, it's really tying us down. Yeah, marketing wins a lot of times, yeah. unfortunately, which marketing's always, it's there. I mean, it's important because it gets the name out there. It gets, you know, people excited, but you get to that point where, oh, now I have to use it. And now what was sold to me as a simple, easy to use solution, how much work do I have to do now? Oh, is my team actually gonna use this? So that's where I think we talked about it a little bit. I'm starting to see the development of, and I didn't coin this, I'm not the person to give credit to this, but the role of the construction technologist. There's a lot of people out there moving the industry forward, you know, making sure like, hey, let's talk about the problems we have right now. Um, I don't wanna, use too much of their uh, those people's stuff but you know it, it is good to hear those conversations whether it's in webinars podcasts um industry events about yeah the difficulties we've had i think it's actually started to transfer back to well how do we make it more simple to integrate or to build on a software and you know have our team leverage this and get the right data i actually talked to someone three months ago they were like yeah no i love excel and i love pdfs and i'm like if it works, it works, right? Like that's yeah. that's where it's at right now. But like sometimes we're oversold. We're like, oh, well, you need to do this and this and this and this. And it's like, hey, I'm a $500 million company and I have a good accounting software. And, you know, Dropbox kind of worked for me. Uh, maybe I needed to be a little bit smarter about like how my field team gets their data because they're just printing out everything. And that's where we come in. We're like, okay, well, let's take you to the next level on just connecting the teams and making sure you have a good cloud solution that your team can view the plans, have access to all the information they need, whether that's files, submittals, RFIs, and then actually start coordinating and planning the work and documenting what's happening on the job site. And then the third thing is just the easy reporting. Like I used to be a project engineer. A lot of my colleagues that we hire come from the industry, project engineers, project managers, APMs, we all always discuss our battle scars of, yeah, we would collect all this great data and then I'd spend all Friday trying to put together a report. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, a simple, like simple thing, a punchless report. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we have to format it in Word and all this stuff or Excel. And it's like, gotta take my phone, you know, uh, airdrop the, the photos to this report. That's where we're safe. That's where I see a lot of our project engineers be like, you guys are saving me so much time. Like well, I mean, Friday that, afternoon is a click of a button and that's it. That, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. You, you do this punch list walkthrough and great superintendents set up the subcontract. Look, we're doing we're doing a punch walk tomorrow. Or, or, or next week. We're going to do it next week. And schedule the subs to be there the next day. Just schedule them. I, we, we tell all of our supers, schedule them to be there the next day. But the problem is if you can't get the punch list there until a week later, and that was always the problem, right? You're exactly right. You By the time you take the pictures, download them to the system, uh, organize and put notes behind every one of them. You know, with Fieldwire, you guys go in and you can do that, boom, 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 right down the list, you know, there, and that's what you're looking for. The punch list is done, created and done when you're done walking through the site and you can boom, edit and, and distribute to everybody uh, pretty quickly. And, and that's a, that, that is where, that's the differentiating factor, right? When you start to look at those, the spots where I don't have to wait and create and have this big, uh, you know, this big, overwhelming tasks that nobody has time to do because first of all, by the time you get to punch list, our teams are freaking exhausted. Yeah. I mean, everybody on has been frustrated. Our superintendents have worked. I mean, our, our teams work really hard. And by the time you get to, to punch, they're exhausted. 
and they're frustrated. And now you're asking, oh, okay, you gotta take another step. You gotta take one more step for us, get this punches done in seven days so that uh, our customers can operate and open perfectly, right? And and that's what we want. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I love hearing, I, I have a guilty pleasure I do at Fieldwire. I, I go into the app store, whether it's the Google Play Store or iOS store, and I always just pull up the app and be like, okay, let's read some of the most recent reviews. We're getting like seven reviews a week, which for a construction app, for people to write in there and go and give five stars and be like, oh, this is incredible. Save me so much time. It's my guilty pleasure. I do it like once a month just to be like, hey, how are we changing the industry? Because, you know, I talk to our customers. Our customers are pretty developed. You know, they have their workflow. You know, they're giving us feedback. I'm like, oh, it'd be great if you guys did this. And we're taking that in our feedback cycle and making sure our product team's aware. Prospective clients that I talk to, they have some tech, like they, they definitely have some issues that they want to solve. But it's those end users who's like a foreman who's like, hey, I'm a foreman. I used to use this app or I never used an app and this is saving me an hour a week. And I'm like, that's that's the difference. Like, that's, I think, where we truly look at it's app based. It's saving people directly in the field time. I always like to use the triangle whenever I'm talking to anyone. I'm like, hey, at the field level, we have a lot of people in the field at the top at the project manager level. Like, yeah, there's a couple of people making decisions there. But how do uh, a lot of software has been built at the top of the triangle? It's been built for, hey, accounting, scheduling, important always because that's how we stay in business. But when we have issues with that costing uh, scheduling, it's like, well, what caused this? And it's like, I don't know. I'm not on the site every day. My foreman is, my superintendent is. How are they communicating? They're not, or they're text messaging, they're emailing, and it gets lost. Having a centralized spot is where Fieldwire has been helping a lot of people throughout that construction process. You know, I, I find what's great about Fieldwire is the consistency of the reporting. Right. What's really tough is we'll, we'll get, uh, uh, you know, with old with old software, we would have uh, one team that was great at it. You know, there's this team over here. They're, they're great every day. Boom, 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 boom. They're out. But then another team over here, like, you know, an old school person like, nah, I can't. I, I'm not doing that. And you want to I'll turn them over on time, but I'm not reporting that way. If you don't like it, you know, we'll quit. And, you know, that made it difficult to be workable as a team. And you got a couple of those old school superintendents who are like, yeah, I'm not going to adapt. But we, if we can make the if we can make the software so easy that even the hardest of the of the supers can use it, that becomes where we really become workable across the entire team. Our customers start to expect and count us delivering consistent reports every single day, and we can see everything that's happening. Right, so it's great. So the, so their project managers can see it. They can look through pictures and clearly see things and catch things before they end up on a punch list later on. They can adapt and, and draw on them and, and put a note on there. Hey, what about this? What about that? And get it back to the team and they can answer that or make an adjustment before they get out on their weekly trip on their weekly visit. And it does, it does, it, it is ultimately what we wanted uh, in a software is that a system that we can communicate with consistently every single day. Yeah. And that you brought up something that just like, <laughs> It was part of the reason why I joined Fieldwire. I was talking to our co-founders when I was interviewing. I was, I had no business being in construction tech. You know, I had tested some stuff with my previous contractors and used some stuff, but they reached out and you know, I was like, hey guys, like I like the industry. I like being in here. They're like, you can get into the industry at a global scale. But the one thing I remember having a conversation in the interview with Eve Javid and my uh, my VP Marielle, who also comes from the industry, and was, you know, they were selling me on the company. I'm like, and they're like. How many RFIs have you written in the last two weeks? And I'm like, I don't know, that's gonna be hard for me to determine. Like, I'm always involved in RFIs. And they're like, 
why do they need to be RFIs? And for sure, there's definitely some things from the design side definitely need an RFI. But people are writing so many RFIs instead of just asking a question. And you know, people are afraid, like, oh, text message, that's not a right way to ask a question. But we using our app, you know, we can categorize the data, put it in, you know, a time record and use that as just a means of communicating where it's like, yeah, just ask a simple question. I can give you a simple answer instead of you writing RFI, it going through that, you know, 14 day review cycle and, you know, having to get that all answered. So that was what first attracted me to the platform is like, not just like punchless, but it's a means of communicating and being like, yeah, we can make some professional adjustments here because in the contract we're allowed to instead of, yeah, well, this is a big design issue. Uh, that's when we can, you know, have that communication in there. And then like, yeah, let's escalate it to an R5 because I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble for giving you a wrong response. But yeah, sometimes it's a simple Q and A and a response comes in and you're, you're simple as that. Well, well, that's, that's ultimately the problem with, with the business where we, we all lose money, right? Waiting for answers on something. You know, you're going a hundred miles an hour. You get to a urge, stop. And there's an answer. Uh, we're waiting for an answer from this guy. I'm waiting an answer from that. that this is where we start to really lose. Now our margins are, are tight to win the job. We, we had to bid it, right? You know, you said you'll do it for this. I said I could do it for that. Somewhere I had to win the project to get it. And so my margins are tight. When I when I don't have answers I need and I have to come back and I can't complete the work I need to do to move forward, you know, in that becomes where my margins start lowering. Now, as I can communicate better, clear, see, see ahead of my schedule and really start to look at the path ahead of me in a much different way, I think ultimately that's where technology is opening the door, right? Where where this dark cloud of what happens on a job site and you can't see it, everybody can't see it. Look, if the architect, the project manager, the owner, and the entire team can collaborate all the time on a project, answers happen faster, right? Yeah. And ultimately what that means is subcontractors and general contractors make more money. And I've proved that a thousand times, a, a thousand times. Yeah, we, that's, that's the fun part about seeing software develop over time is people are starting to be more accustomed like yeah i can use a software like you know before i was like oh i have to train you on it you come in use our platform right away you're like oh okay this question it's in my you know we call it related tasks it's like oh i'm tracking this conversation so every time something happens i get a notification i get to understand do I need to have input on this? I get assigned a task, yeah, now I can ask my input or it's directed towards me. I think that's where I'm starting to see a lot more adoption because if you start to look at, I mean, let's just use a simple construction management process, which is important, submittals, RFIs, um, you're getting to that point of who's, who's, who's supposed to do this and how long do I have to answer? Whereas like if you're just keeping it to simple communication, you don't have to worry about that. You're just like, hey, I'm gonna respond because the job needs to get this done and it's gonna be done faster if I can give them a quicker response. So I see that all the time. The other one I'm starting to see, which I talked about like future tech, is you know the point cloud data capture that a lot of people are doing or robots going on site, you know, capturing data. I think those are really cool options and that's another medium to collaborate. But what I've heard is like the turnaround time on that stuff, it's starting to get uh, it's, getting, it's getting faster. It's getting faster, but it's also like, yeah, I get something, you know, processes a week later, that's not the job site anymore. No, no. And that's the unfortunate part is like, oh, we can replace being there inside or just having a simple conversation with, oh no, I'm living in the cloud space. I don't want to use metaverse, but I just did. Um, ah. I'm living in the metaverse <laughs> on the project side. And it's like, well, how up to date is that? Like, so I think you're seeing a lot of different tech out there that, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's going to get there at some point. And, you know, you always talk to industry, um, you know, Patriot or industry people that you know we work with and like yeah no it's it, the pilots are going okay 
I like what I see, but yeah, we're probably a couple of years away from this. And there's a lot of cool stuff that I think people are liking to. I say, it's funny, whenever I say cool, I'm like, that means it's not there yet. <laughs> whenever I say, oh, it's a cool technology. It's like, yeah, in theory and concept, but where's the value add? It's there in a couple of years, maybe. And that's, you know, that's what we're seeing. But I've said this for a lot of my five years is it's a couple of years away and, you know, it keeps pushing out a little bit more. And that's, that's why I love Fieldwire because I'm like, well, I know it's going to add value once we get it in the hands of everyone on your team because it's proven. It's, you know, we're an established company. Um, the software has been there for a while and we've had great feedback and it's worked on, you know, billion plus dollar jobs. So you know, that's what's fun with me. It's like I get to stay in my lane and know what I know and stay there where, yeah, I think some other things I have to be cautious of on saying like, yeah, it works. No, I got you. you know, we were uh, we had a group of developers on the other day, and he's like, "Well, how? You know, what, what do I need? Why? Why do I need digital twinning for my sites here? Why do I need to look at my, my building that way?" And, and look, we, we get it. You look at metaverse; it's this big thing. And I said, "Look, you're not needing it today, but what we're looking to do now is start to aim our ships that way because what's going to happen is, you know, as as we develop projects, right, and, and we start to look at things in Revit, and we really start to be able to look at the model itself and individual components of the module, which will make it makes the metaverse, you know, look, having a 3D picture in a point cloud is cute, right? But it doesn't really give me the, the that, and that might be level one of the metaverse. But to get to the metaverse, we really want to impact where I can interact with it, like I'm interacting with you now live in the studio, right? It's a different level. We've got to be able to get to component data, right? Where we look at each and the Revit type, type uh, those model type, uh, where I'm looking at individual components, the track, the stud, the, the drywall, where I can look at the individual component. Now what happens is now uh, what's what we'll have later will be a much, much ro more robust interaction with that job site from far away. Now, that same thing translate from, from the job site that we're building to the job site that somebody's renting, right? When, when developers start to look at their buildings in these 3D models, and I can go to a, I can go to a brand and go, look, here, I'm going to send you over exactly what the space looks like. And I have an exact twin of it. Now what happens is, I can, they can make the adaptive, adaptable, uh, uh, take that project and adapt it to their concept and they can pull out budgets a lot, lot faster. Now people ask me, well, going to Revit's going to be tough. It's more expensive. I'm like, at first it is, right? At first, as we make those transitions into this, in order for us to really serve what later on will be a much faster way to develop projects, right? The metaverse, why will metaverse be, be much, all that stuff would be great. Tools like Fieldwire, as they continue to grow, and look today, is it does exactly what it needs for the for the model that's there today, right? It's got Correct. this great uh, tool that supports the construction industry with fun and ease. I mean, you guys, uh, you know, I, I say depth and weight. You guys have great information. It carries, uh, uh, you know, uh, easy to operate. And, but as the construction sites start to get smarter and smarter and smarter, all those other things that will serve the metaverse. I think become really important, uh, but not not today. Like you, like you said, it, it's still a little bit way out there to get there. But they're heading there now. And if brands, if construction companies aren't starting to get themselves digitally organized, getting things like Fieldwire into their system, they when they when as this thing continues to develop, it'll be harder and harder to catch up. And with things like Fieldwire. Now you start digital, uh, getting uh, uh, your your systems in place, your processes in place, and digital production of construction 
only works when it's in the process, right? It doesn't work where later on I build it and then try to digitally copy it. It's too it's too much of a of a lift to get there. Yeah, and I think what you're saying here is where I think we talked about this pre-show that construction technologist is starting to develop because I think every company is starting to look at yeah, there I have to start considering things. I have to, you know, what what is the future, but also what is current, and that's the I think that's the most I wouldn't say transformative thing I've seen in companies, but it's a new role. I think there's you know you had your early adopters or you know very teams that were building innovation teams in when I was at Stanford in, you know, the Syfy uh, program or, you know, in the Syfy lounge or the lab, sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> say it the wrong way, but you know, back, you, know, you have great people, great minds, forward thinking. There were construction companies in there giving feedback, you know, really building on, you know, Revit, BIM, whatever it was at the time. And now those companies are in a place where that team is fully established, but there's a lot of these, you know, I would say, even companies that have grown into, you know, top ENR companies that still didn't have that when I first came into the industry. And now, you know, even five years ago, it's like, okay, well, like I get to dabble in the technology, but I don't get to actually have this as my job. But you're starting to switch that over. I, I was listening to uh, the Dorkcast the other day, and they did a whole thing on what they call unicorns. And the unicorn is that role that, hey, I was in BIM VDC because that was tech before, you know, before, you know, tech was a thing. But then they, you know, they got to a top line of like, well, what do I do now? Right. Like it, it kind of has its its limitations when you're at a certain level. But now what I'm starting to see is like these construction tech people, their job is to help evaluate the technology that's out there that, you know, hey, maybe we work with a company that has a MVP and it's like, OK, well, we just want to give them feedback and we get to use this for free. That's their job. But also on their job is like, well, we're paying all this money for this technology. What's it doing for us? Where's the value add? And so we've actually, you know, worked with a lot of these people who had this as like their half job. Like maybe they were a project manager into tech and they're starting to get more of that role as a technology, um, construction technologist or whatever they want to call it. Business, I, I've seen it be called a lot of things that companies depend on whatever the comfort level is. But you're starting to see those people be the leaders at companies and making sure like, yeah, I don't want it to just be, I'm spending money because it's cool. I'm spending money because it's adding value. And it's we got, can get it's got to add value. Yeah. It will not last. It will not get implemented. I, I, I've run this company for 24 years. We've watched them come and go. It, it's got to add value. It's got to be it's something that it, across the board, it's easy to implement and it's got to show return on its investment. Cause if not, I, I, I can't justify, right? I can't adjust, I can't justify cool toys without a return. <laughs> cool on toys. It, right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's what happens. It becomes like a great, someone walks in, Oh, I got a cool toy to play with. And, and then people look at you like, Oh, not another cool toy. But that's how we are. We're like, Hey, if we can't add value or solve a problem, right. fine. Like you that's don't right. need us. Like we, we fully understand that there's a lot of companies that have issues that we can solve. And that's what I think is with anyone who's evaluating tech is trying to figure out, I like that, you know, they came up to me at a trade show or I saw them at a trade show, but like, when is it going to add value? You know, take notes, put it in the memory bank of like, Hey, let's put a calendar invite out in a year and follow up with them because yeah, maybe it will add value or at least like refreshing where, you know, what's going on with that company. And we've had that with Fieldwire where people have used a different project management system and they're like, okay, well, we got to talk to Fieldwire. That's great. I know what they do. You know, they cold call us a year, two years later and like, hey, we're in a just a reevaluation phase. Like we like our PM system, but like maybe we don't like the whole like value add it's adding or like what you said. It's like, 
I'm using 10% of this 500-pound gorilla. I can't remember your your metaphor there. But yeah, I think you get people who are like, yeah, like I thought I was going to use all this and I'm actually only using this. And, you know, that's that's perfectly fine. But people are coming to those decisions because they have someone in place who's really helping that. And, and it's not just IT. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, people always used to say like, oh, it defaulted to IT. And it's like, well, IT... Yeah, some of them like to take that on, but a lot of them like to say in the hardware, in the networking side, and that's, you know, their true calling or passion. It's not, oh, I don't want to evaluate software or, you know, this next tech out there. But like, yeah, you you kind of have to have that person willing to look at the value add software or the value add technology well, that's going there. That's always been our problem, right? At one time it was. So we, we have so many different silos. You've got the business development team and they've got their silo. You've got the accounting team and they've got their silo. You've got the SME team and their silo, the project management team, and then you've got the field team and they're all little silos and they know what's good for their silo. Finding someone that can look across the the, the advanced you know, part of it. Today, like you said, it's become a role, yeah. right? We've got a VP of operations that spends as much time working on software. First of all, making sure that we don't spend money on on a bunch of different softwares that we're only using 10% of them across. So what's the ones that we can use, you know, what softwares will implement to the most groups, communicate to the most. Now, the other problem is all of our clients would come up, show up with, with different softwares. So at least we know that with FieldWire, you know, we're doing something that's consistent. Every client we have wants a report. And if our super, our, our commitment was, let's just get static on making sure that daily reporting happens Exactly. Nobody leaves a job site ever without having daily reporting, no matter what it is, small remodel jobs, uh, big, you know, uh, uh, multi-million dollar jobs. Every day our reporting is robust and it's clear. And if we just started with that, we, we just started with one, one, one was field every single day having a great report uh, that showed exactly what we're doing and communicated to everybody from the owner, the architect, uh, you know, the, the everything that we needed so that everybody had a clear picture of, uh, you know, expectations of what people are waiting for, what people are working on. So I think that that was a great way to start. Yeah. Right. And then uh, yeah. uh, then we sort of added on some other stuff that we, we grew from there and we got smarter. And I think that's where you guys come back and, and do a, a little bit more implementation. Go ahead and try on this module. Yeah, it's. The and that's where you know that's where I've lived in the last in my career here at Fieldwire. It's like yeah, you guys are doing the basics. I love that. Um, yeah, you mentioned daily reporting. That's always kind of the additional step that we see people rolling into because you know it's like hey, what are you doing there? And it's like well, we're using Fieldwire. You know, we have this, and it's like but we want like a nice report at the end of the day and it's like okay well let's let's teach you that and then let's get you into well what are you doing for safety and then we start to learn about their safety processes. The nice thing is it's it's a consultative approach. It's not, hey, I'm not going to try and sell you on this if you don't need it or try and find problems that you don't have and, you know, throw our solution at it. It's just trying to understand like, yeah, does this work? Does this not work? And what problems are we trying to solve? And yeah, the the side we take and this is why like I always like like to talk about like, well, would I go back into the industry and be a construction technologist for a company? It'd be awesome. But the thing I like about Fieldwire and my role here, and you know, I get people reaching out on LinkedIn, like, how'd you make the transition to tech? It's like, well, it depends. Like, do you like being at a company that you can just run that project for the foreseeable future? Where at Fieldwire, we're, you know, we're in and out with different companies. I like the exposure to the national yeah. level. Like yeah. you get to work with subs, you get to work with owners, architects, engineers, GCs. And it's like, man, I get the insight that I don't think I would have ever had if I stayed with the company I did, which 
there's nothing wrong with it, right? Like staying at that company, like that's how you run a business. Where I'm at is I'm learning how to just be consultative, learning the different approach because someone who does, you know, is a GC in Chicago is definitely a different type of GC in Texas because different trade unions, whatever you're doing, different vendors, materials. I'll, I always go back to in college, my uh, my professor who's like uh, Russell Clough, great guy. He was like, yeah, like if you learn how to do construction in San Francisco, just wait till you move to Seattle because you don't know your concrete person. You don't know your, you know, vet, your different subcontractors. It's a whole new game. Like the processes might be the same, but the people part, that's the part that's going to be different. And that's the exposure I get and what, what makes it fun for me and why I've stayed at Fieldwire for so long. Well, I think there's something that, um, you know, we're a national general contractor and you bring up a great point. You know, we have new subs all the time. And if our people are spending time finding, uh, doing things that are unnecessary to find data, to communicate to everybody, it makes it really, really difficult. If we can create a process that, that's always consistent, right? When we pull into a new city and we communicate with the vendors, we go through their scope, we go through all the learnings we have on other projects. We, we, we bring that to their contracts and their communication tools. But then how do we communicate to that subcontractor so that it's, you know, uh, you know, it was always hard when safety became a thing. And superintendents were like, well, I, I, I can't, I'm tired of busting people's jobs about putting hard hats on. I'm like, but you don't understand. If you don't do that, they look at you like an unprofessional job site. Yeah. Right? And people want to show up and go, oh, these are how the pros do it. Well, updating reports and communication tools are exactly the same thing. If you can't get answers or find stuff or, or the subs can't get to a place where they can pull information off, you're not a professional organization to work for. And they've worked for those people before and, and they don't want to work for them. Yeah. Right, because it's painful, right? They don't make any money. Right. When we give we give we'll pull out a job site and they see our systems, they know that there's a group of people who know how to do this. And oftentimes they're modeling that same behavior when we leave. Right. So they become yep. they become we I I feel like our processes raise their standards and ultimately we leave them better than we found them. And, and that's what I want. I want I want to be able to have us walk out going, look, by operating with that subcontractor, they made more money because they worked with us and they elevated their game. By the way, that's how some of our clients are. You know, there's groups like McDonald's who we've worked with for years and they've elevated our game, right? By operating in their system in such a way, you'd be surprised, right? That that company's grown grown us uh, by the way they operate. And I say that the way that we operate shows what kind of company that we are. And, uh, you know, certainly having great communication tools like Fieldwire is one of those. Yeah, I, I smile and glow when you say that because that's where I get my joy in working at Fieldwire. It's like we are helping that business process. And in turn, you're going to be looking more professional and you're going to be moving your subs or your GC forward or owner, whoever it is. And that's the fun part about, you know, what you do as far as like being in the industry. It's well, obviously I'm making money. That's always everyone's first step. But I got lucky to work for a large GC um, and learn the importance of quality and safety and making money. It wasn't it wasn't like in schedule and whatnot, but it wasn't, hey, one takes more precedent over the other. It's no, we're gonna be professional because these are our owners and we want repeat business with them. So that's how I always had that mentality. And it's carried over because of the quality of our product, the quality of our organization of, are we taking care of the customer and helping them get to the next level with our product? And if we're not helping get to the next level, we're solving their problems. It's like, okay, well, what's the issue? Is it us? Is it them? Is it our processes? We want to understand that because we want good clients. And I think that's the nice thing about us. And like, we get good clients because they naturally organically find us 
and you know there's a value added before we even talk to them and they already know it and so that's always always been fun with us yeah. well dominic as companies want to get all proed out right they want to look professional and, yeah. and hook up with you at uh, fieldwire and, and bring on a software package that uh, really can help change their business and you know, I, I certainly know what that feels like. You guys have got a great system to operate in. Uh, if they want to get a hold of you, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, for me, it's going to be, um, well, we do have our website. Um, I always like to say, you can go to a landing page and, you know, fill out everything. We have a nice little chat feature. Um, but I like just to have those initial calls with people or like, you know, someone on our team um, because we want to understand that. So if you do ever need to get a hold of me, it's you probably go to me. And I could always put you to the right person, uh, Dominic at fieldwire.com. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, the thing, I mean, I said this earlier, it's a freemium model. You just go into the app store, look fieldwire up, download it, put in your email address. We'll probably prompt you at some point to be like, Hey, do you want to talk more to our people? That's another way we'll get you in the door. But I mean, I like to say, go download the app first, take a look at it, use it, see if it works for your job site then reach out. You know, that's, that's an easier way for us because we want you to experience it before, you know, you really understand, you know, Hey, well, tell me all the good stuff about it. And it's like, well, like experience it. Like that's, that's more fun for us. Um, and yeah, I personally love showing our product. I'll, you can talk to anyone at our company like, Oh yeah. Like don't get him started on the product because he'll go there for hours. If you ever want to talk about workflows. Um, right, yeah. Well. And I, I, I'm sorry to my clients who've, uh, who've experienced that with me, uh, but yeah, it's, it's always fun to have these conversations. You love the software. I listen, oh, I, yeah. I, I love that you love it. Right. Yeah. I, I love that your passion for it. Yeah. And when you talk about it, you really get your passion. Yeah. And, and that, by the way, that's what we want. There's so many great uh, uh, places in our business to be in the construction world where, you know, it's never been a better time to be in the construction field, right? If you want to be a construction technologist, which I love that term, or you want to work up, you know, in any part of it, uh, technology is now uh, uh, coming into it so much better. So, uh, Dominic, I've loved having you on the show. I look forward to having Fieldwire on again as, as you guys continue to grow and uh, do inspire uh, the business and, and do more uh, amazing things. I'd love to have you back on and, and show me more toys. And listen, I know the folks over at Hilti uh, yep. picked you for a reason. I know they're uh, they're doing some cool. That company is the most innovative ones out there. Yep. And uh, uh, it's fun to be around, the, you know, what they're doing there. So, uh uh, congratulations, and uh, we look forward to having you on the show some more. Yeah, thanks a lot, Anthony. This has been it's been great. I loved touring the office. That was uh, <laughs> it's quite yeah, quite the place here. If you've never been here, you got to hit Anthony up and come out because it's it was cool. I mean, I yeah, uh, I've been to some offices. This one uh, it's up there for it's sure. Fine, Thank, <laughs> thanks, thanks, we, um, yeah. thanks for thanks for coming. Awesome, thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montegi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share with your friends.